0: i'm sarah and i'm jess and we're inviting you to a lady date a place to connect speak openly and learn from each other's experiences today's podcast is all about being a millennial in the workplace
1: all right jess let's get today kicked off with an icebreaker So my question for you is, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: Ooh, okay, so I grew up with a mom who's an educator, and so I, for a long time, thought it would be really cool to be a teacher, but then I also had that competing with becoming an actress, and I thought that... I would make it big. I did a lot of theater as a kid. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) So I was definitely thinking that I was going to get a big break and be discovered at the mall. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a total dream of mine. Discovered at the mall? How? I don't know. It was like you always heard about people (laughs) getting like agents coming up to them. being Like, whoa, you've got pizzazz. Right. Why don't you real gumption? Don't you take my business card and tell your parents to call me so you can be a child star? Yep, yep. Which, like, I even think from when we were kids to the way that celebrities are viewed now, it's just awful and so in the spotlight. And I could not imagine leading that life now. Mm-hmm. But yes, that was that was the dream—either a teacher or an actress. Any regrets? <laughs> Do you miss your theater days? I do miss my theater days. I, I think that there's something really special about being on stage. It, I feel very similar to when I'm able to watch a live performance of a musical or just a play. It definitely has this magic and excitement that happens, and I get that same like feeling in my chest when I'm watching others on stage that I felt when I would go out on stage, and it's just this really neat feeling that you get so pulled into everything so yeah what about you Sarah what did you want to be
1: oh for the longest time I wanted to be a marine biologist which is problematic on so so many levels now (laughs) the first one being that I'm like terrified of sharks so (laughs) any in ocean situation I was going to be in would have been an anxiety attack waiting to happen yep not great And then I just didn't, I actually pursued it for kind of a long time, even when I was in college for a minute, I was like, do I want to do that? And realized that most of the time you would be spending in the lab, and that was not actually what I wanted. And I think that was when I came to terms with, like, you can have passions that aren't necessarily what you end up doing, Mm -hmm. and I can like the ocean and learning about marine biology without necessarily being a marine biologist, so... Totally. Still, still a nerd about that stuff, but it's not my career. No white coat for me. Yeah, yeah, because you
0: kind of think that, like, oh, you get to be out in the field, which is just like being in the Galapagos Islands or right. some, like, totally really exotic, beautiful landscape where you get to just, like, study marine life. Right, which is kind of what it is, but you're in a lab, like,
1: measuring the fish eggs within a bunch of different... Salmon, yeah. and you're
0: like, what am I doing? pH levels of, like, <laughs> the ocean and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to sound cool and science <laughs> Not my Showing strength. <laughs> strength. <laughs> but, yeah. That was me. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, based on uh, the conversation that we're having today, I feel like that was a really good segue. Great icebreaker. I thought it might be. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. So... Let's talk a little bit about what a millennial is. Yeah. I mean, there's some like hard facts that we can provide.
1: Yeah, so technically by the book, a millennial is someone who was born between 1980-ish and 2000-ish. There's some <laughs> discrepancies there. Uh, in general, it was named uh, because it was people who would be kind of coming of age, graduating from high school around 2000 um so the beginning of a new millennium and that's how it was coined or why
0: do you remember just a quick side tangent do you remember y2k oh 100% yes i cried <laughs> december 31st 1999 i cried i was at a new year's eve party mm. with my parents and at our family friend's house and i was tearing up the dance floor nice. pretty sure it was to Mamba number 5 of course no classes. surprises there. Um, no surprises, really, for uh, a lot of the content that I'll be sharing about myself today. Um, Get a little bit of Jessica in your life. <laughs> right? <laughs> My name was in the song, right. it was great. Uh, and I just remember being so sad. Mm. That the 90s were over. Aww. That's really on brand for you. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So just in the dance floor, middle of the dance floor, just crying about the end of the 90s. End of a decade. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it had
0: nothing to do with the doomsday prepping nope. that was
1: happening? Okay. Okay.
0: Nope. That <laughs> didn't really phase me. I was like, what? Right. Computers aren't going to know how to update the calendar? Right. right. Weird. Right. <laughs> Which to be fair, like
1: that issue should have been foreseen because when a computer was invented, the computer was invented, 2000 wasn't that far away. So not really sure how that oversight happened. Right. But no, I do remember, I remember Y2K being a big thing. I remember people making a huge deal about the end of the world. I remember these little like, like bugs were like a big thing, like a, like a computer bug. And my grandma at the time owned a store in Lansing, Michigan, and she had these little, like, toys, these little, like, computer-looking bug toy things that were, like, all the rage because it was, like, a little gag gift shop. So,
0: yeah, no, I remember. Big deal. So funny. So interesting to think about. And also crazy to think about that I feel like that's a really big range for people to be considered millennials. mm -hmm. Um, But that there were people who were graduating high school and coming into their own and that was what was happening in in 2000 I was in fourth grade so yeah (laughs) it was a little bit different I'm kind of on that um middle range I guess you would say we were more in the middle of that range yeah ish
1: right We got to, like, grow up with computers,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. grow up with the internet, for the
0: most part, even though it was not what it is today. Yeah, it's still very new versions of it, or early versions of it. Um, But also, to give credit, according to (laughs) dictionary.com, the term millennial was coined by Neil Howe and William Strauss in their 1991 book called Generations. So thanks thanks for that. Thank you gentlemen. Uh, So let's kind of talk through where millennials are now. I thought it was interesting as the pandemic was hitting um, in our current day and age, it was interesting because you started seeing things about how millennials were a handful, not a handful, like a huge group of them were entering into the workforce or were very early on in their careers when the 2008 recession hit Mm -hmm. and all of the things that came with that. And now that same group who was so heavily impacted by the recession in 2008 is now going through a recession due to the pandemic Yeah, and how that's impacting their trajectory, probably their earnings, just all of their career has been riddled with this. Yeah. I was in college when the recession hit, so I wasn't necessarily entering into the workforce like a lot of millennials, earlier millennials were, but, I mean, this has long-standing impact and implications on where they're at in their careers now.
1: Right. Yeah, we've been through kind of a
0: lot um, as, as a generation.
1: And like you said, we were in college, so we didn't even really get to have to go through, you know, finding a job in the recession quite, but I'm hoping, and I've I've read a lot about people who did have business experience during that recession actually went into this recession, even though it was that kind of like black swan event, no one really saw it coming. Recessions are recurring. So that's something you do expect Um, because that's just how, how the economy works. And so because they'd gone through that recession earlier on, they felt a little bit more prepared or, or, you know, put money aside for this kind of event to happen. People didn't know it was going to happen now or to what extent, or we still don't know what's going to happen. We
0: (laughs) still don't know the extent of it. Yeah. But
1: yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. Hopefully it gives us like more in our tool belt, I guess. Uh, but yeah, the, the hits keep coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, defined by recession. Our generation is defined by recession. It's defined by nine eleven hmm was huge. Um, defined by, like we said, technology, computers. I don't remember school without computers, really. No. Like, I, I remember either. third grade basic there. I remember using computers and printing things off and, like, Ripping the perforated edges
0: (laughs) off of things. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the new Mac computers coming into the school Mm -hmm. that I was at that were, like, those partially see-through, partially, Mm -hmm. like, teal orange. Mm -hmm. Those were super cool. And that, like, keyboarding was a normal thing. Mm
1: hmm
0: It was just something that you were taught. It wasn't it wasn't something that you maybe went to s- school after for, or, you know, like graduated and right. then went back to school to get like specific keyboarding lessons. It was like pretty well integrated into yeah. what you were having to do. Yeah. So, um, I did look up kind of just to get a feel for how many, what the workforce is made up for, like the percentage of millennials that are in the workforce right now. And, According to a Pew Research study, um, they said that millennials became the largest generation in the labor force in 2016. Mm. So a lot of our labor force in the United States is made up of millennials. Yep.
1: Which means almost all of millennials are probably
0: working right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. It's especially interesting considering our conversation today, which is all based around being a millennial, especially in the workplace. It's it's interesting to consider the like negative connotations that are found around a, being a millennial and considering that that is the majority of people working. It right. almost seems like a contradiction. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's maybe a good segue into our experiences with being
0: millennials, which is, feels like a bad word. It does. It has this air of just negative. Um, I think that, you know, I often heard it thrown around by individuals in the workplaces. Oh, millennials are so entitled or they're lazy. But it was always interesting when those conversations would be happening with me or individuals that I knew were around my age. Because oftentimes the individual who was saying that and just being like, ugh, millennials, they would then have to kind of say, well, not you. Right. Or, oh, you're different. And it's like, well, no. I mean, it's a generalization that you're using to define a whole 20 year span of individuals. Right. And it's this like trending word that you're trying to say because we grew up getting trophies for participation. Yeah. You're now lazy or entitled. Right. right? I think that's the biggest one that I've probably encountered is a sense of entitlement. Same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I know that a lot of like the slacking or like laziness. maybe that comes from the like entitled the counterpart to being entitled but the for the most part that's what I've heard too is like um pushy
0: and then yeah entitled
1: like you expect the world to be handed to you yeah on
0: a silver platter but I think that it's interesting that the perception is entitled when I often look at the way that I approach situations, or like especially in the workplace, um, which is what we're talking about, I ask a lot of questions. I challenge, you know, what's being discussed and try to bring different perspective because that's what you need in order to create the best end product or whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. trying to accomplish, whatever that goal is. Yeah, um, there needs to be that kind of discourse in. I think we are also living in a time where if you don't ask for things, there's a lot of stuff that can be left on the table. Yeah. So is it that you're feeling that somebody's entitled because they're asking for something that they deserve, whether it be like in salary a project, a promotion, like yeah. whatever it is is that entitlement because the question is just being asked. Right. Because we've empowered ourselves.
1: Yeah. Is there a difference between asking the question and expecting a certain answer?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I do recall being a college student. I was part of a business fraternity and There was a professor who came in um, who talked about what we were supposed to expect in the workplace as we were entering in, Mm -hmm. and it was a great presentation, and he talked about how the people who were going to most likely be our managers were going to be from a completely different generation. They were going to have life events that shaped the world that they lived in. They were not going to have grown up with certain technology, you know, and therefore not have as much familiarity in the way that we were going to. And it was so interesting that he discussed the impact that that was going to have on how working relationships were going to be. Because I feel like college as a whole that's a whole other conversation mm-hmm. but i feel like college as a whole prepares you for like that schoolwork and like exposes you to a lot and can be a really amazing experience for somebody but it doesn't give you a whole lot of insight on how to work with others yeah and so that was one of the realer conversations that i had in a college setting where it was very open about the fact that you are going to have individuals who just come from a different timeline and therefore interact differently and expect things to be different. Set aside any maybe potential cultural differences right? We start getting into that. It just is like based on age and how we all have to work harmoniously together. There is going to be an element of who you're being managed by is going to be from a completely different generation.
1: Yeah. I think that's, no one had that conversation with me ever, ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think that's awesome that they actually talked to you about that because that's so poignant on so many different levels. It's not even just like how you work or how you're expected to grow in your career. But that reminds me of a lot of talks that we've heard about sexism in the workplace and how um, generations of women before us have gone through so much bullshit. Explicit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that they had to put up with it mm-hmm. because there wasn't this culture of calling that out. Um, so they had to just put up with so much in order to grow in their careers that they get... I, we've had many talks, I mean like company-wide discussions at places Mm -hmm. that both you and I worked at Jess where it's almost felt like oh you think you have it bad well I've had to go through so much worse um from women who've uh, are a little bit older than us and have been through probably a lot in their careers but we now have that culture where like you will be hopefully backed up if if something happens that is not okay. Um, or that's sexist or that is, you know, sexual harassment. Those kind of things are just more expected to be called out now. So mm-hmm. I but I think that's really relevant to take into account is that that comes from a whole different series of of events and a whole different background in their careers. Right. It comes from a different timeline. Um, so taking into that that into account of like who your manager is and who the company owner is, that all that is super relevant to keep in mind what generation they're from and
0: what they've been through. For sure. Yeah. Do you feel like because there is this negative connotation or there was so much media buzz about millennials in the workplace, especially as we were getting started in our careers, do you feel like that has affected how you are in the workplace like because of that do you think you carry yourself differently or try to excel in certain areas or accommodate certain things to not be perceived as the stereotypical millennial
1: yeah for sure I feel like I'm constantly aware of the entitled thing is is the like biggest aspect I think but for sure me too certain like And that becomes especially prevalent when I go to ask for a promotion or to talk about growth or discuss salary, like, things like that, where it comes to, like, how your worth is defined in a company. Um, I constantly am like, am I asking for more than I should? Um, So I I definitely think so. Um, And I think even outside of the workplace, I've gotten comments from people about, like, wanting participation trophies, like, things that become kind of jokes. Um, but the because, even if it's a joke, it ends up being pervasive in our entire world, right? So to your point, like, of if it's affected us or if it's affected me in my career, I think something that comes off as, like, maybe trivial ends up being very... Uh, it affects you a lot in your career and how you define success so yeah I think that that very much gets in my head where I'm like oh I don't want to come off as a millennial or I don't want to I don't want to be seen as too young for this Mm -hmm. what's the difference between yeah what's the difference between being young and experienced and being (laughs) older and inexperienced right like what would this be different if I had the exact same experience but was 10 years older
0: Right. And also, I mean, I, a lot of what you just said, Sarah, resonates with me too. I feel a lot of that as well. Having conversations about growth and your path in a company and what you want and what you're expecting from a company. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting conversation that can be greeted with, well you're not that experienced or you know, I'm not saying it out loud, but the perception of like how young you are in comparison can really play a part or, you know, then in my over ultra overthinking, it's just, Oh, was this said or was this done because of that? Even though they didn't say it, like it does, it becomes this web of, um, of thinking about how really, truly when we were entering the workforce and it was starting to become a lot more of a trending term Mm -hmm. because while this term was coined Mm -hmm. back in 1991 is what dictionary.com said so Mm -hmm. we'll just base it off of that while the term was coined then it didn't get a lot of traction or it wasn't really something that people were talking about until I would say we were at that point where our age group was entering the workforce. Yeah. That's when I felt like it really was flaring up a little bit more. So that's more so around like 2011, 2012, 2013, yeah. you know, right around then. Right. Um, that's when I felt like I was just hearing it so much mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Well, and to
1: that point, we don't lie on the outskirts really of this generation we're like smack in the middle so we are very easily profiled when someone figures out how old we are which i wouldn't say is like a common conversation at work for me um although i generally i'm like hey I'm it's my birthday <laughs> right because i'm a leo um <laughs> but it's because I wonder if we were on the cusp, if things would be a little bit different with our experience, if people wouldn't be like, oh, you're obviously a millennial, like go get some avocado toast and settle down, you know? So I'm curious if that would be a little bit different. Maybe. But yeah. And, you know, I think that people, I mean, in general, with the generational terms, and I'm sure that we are not, I know that we're not the only generation that has caught some flack for
0: what year we're born in. It's interesting to look at uh, for how that's also now happening towards older generations, right? Mm -hmm. We hear a lot of people being like, okay, boomer. Yeah. So there is this generalization, and it's not just towards younger individuals, it's also going up as well to older generations of how we're just saying, oh, well, that was such a boomer thing to say or to do because you're just, like, out of touch or old or outdated. Right. Who knows? I honestly didn't get too invested in what all of that hubbub was about. Right.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, and I feel like the millennial term in general has kind of adapted with us. I remember... I mean, the first, like, real things I heard about being a millennial were tied to being a snowflake. I don't know if you remember that term, Hmm. being used as a millennial. Now it's used, I think, a little bit differently. But when it was like we were too, like, delicate for the world, basically. It's like we couldn't and that was tied to our work ethic and all of that nonsense. But I remember that being used as, like, oh, you're, you've been, like, basically pampered and you can't handle the world as it is. Or, like, I think it ties to the whole, like, triggered terminology as well, where it's, like, we call things out Mm -hmm. and we're not as okay with the status quo and we're more willing to kind of speak our minds. And because of that, it was, like, oh, wow, okay, snowflake. Like, this is how the world works. And you just need to basically buckle up and and adapt. So I feel like that's interesting that that was how – that's what I remember from, like, earlier on in my life. I think that's kind of changed a little bit. And I wonder if that's because we are grown adults that are like, no, 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 that's not how life actually needs to be. We can change things.
0: Right. That's okay. Yeah. Do you feel like there has been a a shift or like an upswing in the term millennial? Are there like positive connotations with it?
1: I feel like our generation has done a good job of owning a lot of our flaws. So I think that in that sense, we just kind of were like, yeah, that is a thing that we all experienced or that a lot of us do or whatever, you know, we love brunch and <laughs> right. We
0: grew up in an age of like intense social media use. Yeah.
1: Right. Documentation's different now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that being tech savvy is a big plus of a millennial. I think that being pushy is probably a good thing. I don't know though, and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this though. Millennial to me still sounds like a bad word. Like I don't Same. I don't see it as like a positive term.
0: No, I don't I don't think so either. So as I was even thinking about that of how I would answer that myself of is there a positive connotation with the term millennial? I personally don't I can't shake that yeah. negative component that was so ingrained in how it was just thrown around by individuals i mean there were countless times that we had been together at workplaces Mm -hmm. that we heard the term get thrown around as far as you know kind of more of like a put down right um so i think that there has been a lot of good that we've been able to see from the work that millennials are doing i mean look at if we're the majority of the workplace or like at least half of the workforce Mm -hmm. in the United States right now, we're probably making up a lot of that like middle management, maybe upper management and I don't know, like I don't know how to even quite scale that. I didn't quite look into like the details of like what positions those individuals are holding. Yeah. But if we're in the workforce, there's, there's a lot of us yeah. <laughs> that are out there. So then we're working alongside of our millennials and supporting each other, learning from each other, working side by side. I don't know. I... Yeah. Maybe the connotation
1: starts to shift now because we're majority workforce. Yeah. And maybe that happens with every generation and we just haven't experienced it. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's true.
1: And... You know, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the, like, prejudice against millennials or, like, the negative connotations towards millennials have been tied to the workforce. And I don't know if that's always the case. I think it's really interesting that we have generational bands anyway. It seems like a very much marketing ploy that's then (laughs) (laughs) used to divide
0: us, which is weird. And how to identify, like, what market you want to go after. Right. For sure. Yeah.
1: So maybe it'll get better from here. Maybe. But we are in a weird place where it probably, while we are, you know, half or majority of the workforce, that means that people managing us and like owners of the company are still not in our generation. Hey, everybody. So here's where we would usually do a wrap up of how today went. Uh, We had so much content to cover about being a millennial, classic millennials, (laughs) that we decided to split this into a two-parter. So that'll be released in two weeks. Check that out if you are interested in in hearing the rest of this conversation. Um, But in normal form, our key takeaways today, we talked about what a millennial is, what it's like to be one in the workplace. And how it's impacted our careers. Next week we'll we'll take a or in two weeks we'll take a deeper dive into how that reflects in in ageism
0: both up and down in the workforce. Yeah, so thanks for joining us. We're excited to have some bonus content for you all. Mm. Don't forget to like and follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We love it when we see those ratings come in uh, from Apple Podcasts. So don't forget to do that if you're able to. Um, those are going to just help us get uh, better in the algorithm of things, and. One of the exciting things that we just recently started is a Patreon. So some of you may be familiar with what a Patreon is. It's a way for us to engage with listeners, uh, create extra bonus content for you all. But we're curious to hear what you're looking for. We want to start creating content like blogs, guides, downloadable things that you can utilize uh, as an individual for yourself. So, there's a survey up on our Patreon, and you can fill it out to give us a better idea of what type of content would be helpful to you. You can find that by going to patreon.com slash ladydatepod, P-O-D. <laughs> Not pod. I don't know, I felt like I said... <laughs> it's pod. We're a podcast. It's pod. But it is just the word pod. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and on that note, good night. <laughs> Thanks everyone
1: for joining (laughs) us for a lady date.